Hello and welcome to 2018 in review. So we're reviewing sort of the whole year so far. I think what we're going to do is we're going to run through, it's going to be a slightly different show, we're going to run through our top 10s of 2018 so far because we haven't seen a lot of the Oscar films yet. Nope. Obviously you can probably tell by our accents that we're from uh, the United Kingdom. Hello, governor. And uh, so we get a lot of films a little bit later than the US. So a lot of the Oscar films that are released sort of November time, we tend to get January, February. Um, we get some now, but we'll sort of see them in sort of dribs and drabs now until the actual Oscars start. Because the time zones. So so I think what we'll do before the Oscars, we'll do like a we'll do like a different um, version of this. Maybe an yeah. update, or maybe just talk about the Oscar films. I don't yeah. know. But for now, we're going to talk about what we've seen so far, um, oh, and then we're going to sort of run through it like that. So I think the way we're going to structure this, I'm joined today by Steve. Hello, and everyone. James. Hello, it's me, English. <laughs> Apples and pears. Good no Mary catchphrase. Pop- Mary Poppins. <laughs> so what we're going to do? We get all Poppins. Oh, I can't like that. We, Haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Um, I think what we'll do, we'll, we'll go through our top ten number by number. So we'll start with ten, go all around. Um, if anyone says a film and it's higher on someone else's list, we'll just talk about it when we get to that that number. So we we'll talk about it at its highest point. I think that's fair. Yeah. Do you understand, Steve? Uh, you're, you're looking the most so lost. So if I have, like, say, so if Mary Poppins was yeah. number one on my list, yep. number ten on James's, uh-huh. and he said number ten, yeah, Mary Poppins. We won't talk about it yet. We'll talk about it when we Tommy get to number one. It's higher. Okay, we'll so we're on. signal. Well, no, we'll, we'll talk to you for it. We'll, we'll talk to you for it. Okay, okay, when it comes okay. up, we'll so we'll start off. James, what's your number 10? Uh, well, I've got a few, on, a couple of honorable mentions. Okay, I thought we couldn't do that. These guys have got. No, no. Don't you said to me you couldn't do it. Well, I've done it anyway. You've broken the rules already. This is ridiculous. I've done it, but they're on there. So my honorable <laughs> mentions for this year are Teen Titans Go to the Movies because not enough people saw that. And it is actually a great film. I had so much fun with it. Um, and my other honourable mention that's not on my top ten and just missed out was Black Panther. That was just knocked out quite recently by a film which not ended. mine. Cool. No? Uh, so right, so number ten. What's your number ten? No, my, my number ten is Widows. It's higher on mine. It's not on my list. Okay, we talk about it. We talk about it. Talk about it. Let me get there. Uh, mine's Crazy Rich Asians. It's not on my list, but my number 10 oh, is have you no, seen is have Crazy, you Rich, crazy Asians? Rich Asians oh no no that's crazy no it's not on there no. have you seen it uh, no have you seen it yeah I've really enjoyed I mean, it's it it's really good isn't it really it came out of nowhere as well which was like a pleasant surprise I, d- I, d- I, d- I didn't think of it it'd be an honourable mention though I don't think it'd be in my top 10 okay I, 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 th- I thoroughly enjoyed I think it was yeah, such I a really feel good film it. It, was, it was like a Rude twist on a twist on a classic sort of tale. Mm. Um, everyone was great in it. A lot Everyone's of unknowns, fantastic. and it's yeah, just got a few noms for it. It's as a well. real fun time, you know. Just throughout, you're just mm. enjoying watching it. You're it's beautifully even even well. when it's sad. You know, you, you're en- you're enjoying being sad. You're enjoying yeah. the whole journey of it, and it was a real surprise for me. And it was one of those ones that wasn't on my radar until we're like, oh, this is out now. I'm gonna go see this, and then just out of nowhere. It was a bit of a slam dunk, really. Yeah, I really recommend it, Steve. I think you'd, I think you'd really enjoy. Yeah, it. Yeah, Steve, you'd get a real kick out of it. Okay. Yeah, get to it when so you can. I think that would be in your top ten. It's on yeah. my to watch list. I've got a few of them that I need to watch for this. Yeah, year, yeah. So. What's your ten? My number ten is Wreck It Ralph two. Ralph okay, I've, I've not seen it. I've seen it. I, I, I didn't enjoy it that much, or anywhere near enough to put it on my top ten. I thought it was fine. Like it was decent. Like I had a good time, but spoiler free. But talk about it. What? Why is it only ten? I just really enjoyed it because I think I said last week in the episode that may or may not exist um, <laughs> that it really subverted the idea of a sequel I was expecting a kind oh, of oh and Steve hates sequels yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that's true so I think right, so there'll be no sequels on your list right it ruin the legacy of Reggae Ralph um, <laughs> legacy of Reggae Ralph no but I, I, went, I went into it thinking alright oh, we're going to have a cliche villain we're going to have a, like a, an act one two and three set up you know fairly, you know, fairly box standard it didn't do that at all and, and like I said before, the cameos, they make sense. They actually help towards the plot. 
everything's trying to be there for a reason. It's not just like the first one. Look, we've got Sonic, we've got this one, this one, and the mm. characters that are in the film are there for a purpose. Well, I mean, you, get a, you get a little bit of that with, at the like, start, when but you, it's only like a ten-minute taste. Go for the Disneyland, yeah, but stuff. like I said, but that, that's kind of there it's for yeah, a reason. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely enjoyable, and like as far as Pixar go, it's not. It's definitely not one of the it's, best. It's not, it's not Pixar, like, but. It's not Pixel, you're right. I don't know why. Disney Animation Studios. You're right. Ignore me. Awkward. Welcome to Films, James. Film 101. (laughs) That's going to burn him for the rest of this day. (laughs) That is going to really annoy me. I can't believe I've done that. Ricky Era. Obviously, it's DreamWorks. You must be so embarrassed. I love Illumination films. (laughs) Like Toy Story. (laughs) Coraline, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't have a knife. Go on, what's your number nine? My number nine is Searching. Searching. Okay, it's higher on mine. Higher? Have you seen it? Not yours. No, it's not mine. I've seen it. It's not mine. Have you seen it? No. Okay. We'll talk about it. Okay, my number nine is Annihilation. No? No. No? I loved it. That film was so dark and sinister. I think it was a great follow-up to Ex Machina because it was different. It was a different kind of sci-fi. I think the cast was outstanding. Natalie Portman at her best. Um, And I really just... uh, Alex Garland is two for two or three for three if you think you directed Dread <laughs> I mean the reason it didn't quite work for me is kind of the problem I have with Netflix films in that a lot of the time I just kind of get sucked out of it a little bit I get a bit distracted from it I felt like if I'd watched it in uh, a cinema then perhaps I would have enjoyed it more right I think but that's just my preference of films and I don't know if it was just a bit slow to keep sure. me well I, I like that liked. I kind of like that it was slow and they he obviously did I don't know if you know this but it's it's based on a book a series of books yeah. and it's like the first act of the yeah. first book so he took a real small portion of it and told that story but I feel like that made it, allowed him to go super in depth on everything and and some of the visuals in that film haunt me to this day like mm. some of the stuff you see in that some of the body horror in that film is frightening I've heard yeah. some really bad like I mean it, yeah. Yeah, it would it'd just be awful. Like, I don't think it's an honourable mention for me but I agree top with 20? everything. Yeah, top twenty, I'd yeah. say. Uh, again, like from just what I said, I love Alex Garland as well. I think he's a real talent and someone to look out for. And Ex Machina is one of my favorite films of all time, especially over recent years. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. So I, yeah, again, I'm, it doesn't tarnish him for me. I, I'm still really looking forward to what he does next, whether it's the sequel to Annihilation or sure, or whatever. Steve, have you seen it, Steve? Uh, no, it's it's on my list. I've been trying to watch it. It came out in like January. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's on Netflix. I go onto Netflix. I go, oh right, I'm gonna watch it. And then I watch like Riverdale, and I watch something instead. And I fall down the rabbit hole and I watch Narcos. Fair enough. Okay. I feel bad. What's, I, your, what's your number nine, Steve? My number nine is Black Panther. It's not on mine. It's not on my list. That was my honourable mention. Honourable mention. I really liked it. I went in thinking that I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't gel with it. Really? Um, what made you think that? Because did I did you not like him in Civil War. Oh, I liked him in Civil War, but I just generally the character. Did you of not like Panther. Creed? You didn't like Creed, did you? Uh, he doesn't like sequels. I didn't like Creed, but when, when we when we rewatched it, like um, like a few yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, we did it before the Rocky films. Because I think I had the Rocky films in my head again. I enjoyed Creed more. Interesting. Than it originally was. But going into it, you liked him in Civil War. Yeah. You didn't really like Ryan Coogler all that much, and you're thinking Ryan Coogler's no, doing no, the. Did you have you seen Fruitvale Fruit Station? Station? No, I, like, I really like Fruitvale Station. Interesting. It's just, it's just in general, I wasn't sure I was going to gel with just Black Panther and the whole world of you know Wakanda and that. 
But like uh, you mentioned before, it's kind of like a, a James Bond like mm. kind of film. It is you know? a Bond yeah. film. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite Bond movies. Yeah. yeah, it's got an amazing soundtrack as well. And just from it that really soundtrack, does. I've gained about five new favorite artists in a genre mm. that I wouldn't think that I would like. No, that film is fantastic. Yeah. And that soundtrack, you're right, it is excellent. Yeah. Um, I'd read it. It was on my top ten for a very long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it might get nominated for best picture. It genuinely might. It's got a shot. Yeah, it, it, it might. Really has it got will a definitely shot. get some noms. Soundtrack, I think, is a good. It's got show. some steam and costume design as well, probably. Yeah, costume design. Some beautiful costumes. Uh, it just fell out just because of just superior other films this year. It's been a good year. It's been a good year, and we're not even in Oscar season yet, really. Like exactly. we've not really hit a lot of the ones that so usually this time of year my top ten is completely replaced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I've got about like five or six films that I think might stay on there, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not even sure. What's your, what's your number eight? My number eight is First Man. Higher on mine. Higher on mine as well. Interesting, okay. interesting. Uh, James, uh, Steve, what's your number eight? Number eight is Bow Rap. Bow Rap, yes, yeah, not on my list. It's it's just higher. Just okay. higher. Okay. Uh, my number eight is Searching. So yeah. you're number nine, right? Yeah. Is it on yours? You seen it? Okay. Good movie. It's, what it's a great time. So good. I was so worried the the gimmick would wear off instantly, but it didn't. They managed to keep not oh, only did yeah. they keep the, the quote unquote gimmick fresh and interesting throughout but it also worked and locked you into the story and you felt like you was almost discovering it yourself in a weird way what's the gimmick it felt like it's, it's all on a computer screen is it the whole, yeah, the like, whole film like I'm wow. friended okay yeah, yeah it's, it's all like that and it, it it kind of plays out um, it kind of plays out like a like a true crime story that you are discovering for yourself yeah. and like I had so many different theories throughout the film and I was still wrong yeah uh, I, I, I completely agree with it it, like, it takes you on so many twists and turns and then well, like once you get like once you work out how it's done at the end, you would kind of just like oh, and then it, looking back at the film, you're like oh, this yeah. all make, it all yeah. makes perfect it all sense. Up. And then you look like little bits of this, like Easter egg sort of things it's where pieces add up. Yeah, I, I give a lot of credit to John Cho. And it's that. another one of those things of it came out of nowhere. It was such a surprise, and I think that really plays yeah. in its advantage. That like it was just like oh, okay, oh, it seems a bit gimmicky, but mm. like John Cho, you know, you might go in for a million different reasons, but. I reckon everyone walked out of that loving it, surprised, shocked, yeah. and it was, it was really, really. I give good a movie. lot of credit to John Cho because I thought he was. He carried fantastic. it. He carried it on his shoulders. He, he really did a great, great. job. Yeah, and I'd love to see him in more stuff. Mm. Like mm. he, he should be more than Star Trek and Harold and Guma. Count me in. Yeah, seven. Oh, he's Milf guy. Milf guy number two. But which is seven? My seven is Bo Rap. Okay, it's not which on my was, list. Which was Steve's eight. Yeah. So we can talk about it now. Um, this was actually quite high. I think it was like my number one just after I. Saw yeah, it. I remember it being of, very high. Uh, mainly, I guess, because of Rory Malek and my love of Queen, really. But I, looking back on it now, it's kind of just dropped off a little bit yeah. as I look back on the year and. Think I think that's happened films. with a lot of people because Rory Malek was great in it. I, I feel like he's 100%. he's possibly the only good thing about it, and the, the Queen music kind of stands on its own. I'm not yeah. the biggest Queen fan, mm. but I, I still enjoyed it despite that, which gave it higher marks in my yeah. eyes but you, you can listen James and I did a review on it it's the, thing, it's the first review on the on the network it so was. if you haven't listened to that you can go back to it just me and Tommy um, just you two just the yeah. two of us yeah. <laughs> the consistent ones okay Pixar boy calm down um, <laughs> uh, but I think for me it was kind of a one trick pony where Roman Malik was good and if you like Queen music you're gonna have a fun time at Live Aid you know I think other than that it's kind of formulaic I think it's kind of weak in a lot of areas yeah yeah. it's, it's very much a performance film at the end of yeah. the day like yeah. you said Queen's legacy is so big so a lot of the film legacy. has legacy legacy <laughs> the film what is, is a legacy <laughs> it's a whole podcast about what a legacy <laughs> never seen. I'll do an essay but yeah a, a lot of it stands on just Queen a song and someone finished Symphony 
You're trying, America, you? you sent for me. You're trying, trying, trying <laughs> to bait me out here. <laughs> I'm just Hamilton and Alf. It's, it's, it's <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, do, I think, yeah, I completely agree with what you said. Rami Manik completely crushes it. He's obviously one of the front runners to win. Yeah, for it, and uh, like, I think I think if this so. is I think this is if this is top ten performances of the year, it's in there. 100%. I think for me, top ten films of the year doesn't make the mark for me. Yeah, and I can completely understand that, but I also know that there's a lot of other people who will have it at number one just sure. because of how much they love Queen and love the performances in it. But mm. like, again, you just there's been such a good year for me. Um, there's just six better films. Fair, yeah. Steve. Thoughts? Barrett, you seen it? Yeah, yeah, we saw it. Yeah, I, I saw. You said yeah. I, I really loved it. Very much a performance film. Um, I think Malik is obviously in a role. I think there's, there's, there's a rumor that he's meant to be the new the new Bond villain. I saw a few yeah, a few days ago, which is going around. So I think obviously yeah, mm. let's boost his his profile a little bit. I, I don't think he would win the Oscar for it though. I think yeah. I think he'd be nominated. I think I, it's between. Do you know he was really he good in. Did you guys ever see The Master? No. I haven't seen the master, but I've seen it. PTA. He's so so good in that. Let's be fair, everyone's, it was good everyone's in, great yeah. in that. Night at the museum. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was a fair. You see, Mr. Robot. I've seen it. Mr. Robot. Oh, season, really season one. The ending ruined it for me. Oh, made made it literally unwatchable for me anymore. It's that bad. It's that bad. I've seen episode one. I think it's that bad. It's that bad. Yeah, go on. Yeah. What's, your, what's your seven, Steve? Number seven for me is Incredibles two. It's not on my list. It's not on my list. It's just dropped off. Just, just off. dropped okay. off, yeah. I mean, I, I really while sitting it. in this room, it dropped. Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for so crazy rich agents. Once again, I really enjoyed it. I think a lot of it though leads to nostalgia. Wait, you hate sequels though? I only hate Whoa. certain sequels, and it's been so long. That's not what you said. Certain sequels. You Interesting. That you hate all sequels. What? Not all. Sequels. I'm pretty sure we was talking about Incredibles two when you brought it up. No, I think it was Gladiator. Oh, yeah, you're I think right. it was. Yeah, it was that week where we got like. Guys, have you have you seen week. the premise for you know you know Nick Cave? The singer from the Bad Seeds. Okay, no. so he, so Ridley, so, so, right so, so Ridley, Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe <laughs> yep. in like 2005 asked him to write a sequel to Gladiator, mm-hmm. and he wrote it. And like the plot summary is out there, and it is bonkers and brilliant and the best thing in the world. So basically, what happens is just real quick: mm-hmm. um, Maximus dies, goes to the afterlife, um, and then the the gods send him to go back to be basically um, to like kill off all like these different bad because I think the Christians are then coming in and killing all the Roman uh, yeah all the the Romans and their gods and their beliefs okay. so they send him down there to kill all the uh, all, the, all the, the Christians basically and he becomes like he like he like turns on them and fights with the Christians and he's this like angel of death basically like going through and there's a scene where you see him in like World War 2 and like you see him like in the in the, the White House and stuff what? like that what? it's bonkers <laughs> and it mental. sounds amazing and that's how you do it yeah, honestly you guys have to read it it sounds so good that sounds amazing Amazing. It is incredible. It's the best thing ever, and like his son's in it because his son like returns to the afterlife because the mother, because um, he wants to be re- reunited with his wife and kids, but um, basically the the mother traded um, her life of being in um, what's it called in limbo, yeah. so her son could return to the world, but he then forgets all of this and doesn't know who his family are and stuff. So then Maximus can't find his wife because she's in limbo, makes a deal with the gods to go back to do this for, for them, mm. and then finds his son. His son doesn't recognize... It's so cool. It sounds like the craziest, like, most naughtiest thing ever, it, but it needs to be made. Um, <laughs> Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. <laughs> it was really good. It really surprised me as well. And you have that weight of expectation for it being so long, for the Incredibles being so beloved, and I still think it delivered. It, it, did, it did it right. It didn't, it didn't do it again. It did it different. 
and I think it built upon the first one. I think that's how you do it. I, I think to me, it was more just the characters in cinema again. The the, the villain screen slaver was too predictable. Yeah. I liked it. I felt comic book. No, because I, I knew it was that woman straight away. Yeah. Like 100%. And the way it played out was just predictable as well. It felt comic book. What, you didn't know Syndrome was, Synd- like, who Syndrome was in the first one? Yeah, you, like, you, like, could, you could tell it was Of course, that's what I mean. It just, it just plays yeah, out like that. Mean, but I was hoping for a little bit something that I wouldn't expect from that. But it was still, in a sense of a sequel, very traditional. I think I like the part where it swapped obviously Elastigirl yeah being like the brilliant, main provider brilliant and seeing Miss Incredible you know, do, you know Jack Jack was really cool in it yeah Jack Jack's cool the whole thing with Violet was good yeah. as well I, I, re- I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah. yeah well I guess I probably enjoyed it the least then yeah sounds like it but I don't know I, I don't I'm not too sure what it was I enjoyed a lot of the Bob being at home I, I really enjoyed that sort of side of it more than anything in the comedy than Jack Jack and Dash and Violet and that sort of side of it more than I enjoyed Elastigirl storyline I think that's kind of where the problem was for me it felt a little bit too like that storyline felt similar to the first one like what Mr. Incredible had had in the first one I think that's kind of where it felt just a bit predictable and a bit meh I guess Mm. I I think it's solid and like I own it so I'm gonna (laughs) gonna watch it again eventually (laughs) but I don't know again in the year where there's been so much better I just I can't put it on anywhere Fair. near, and there's been better animated stuff. My my seven is possibly higher on your lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a quiet place. Yeah, it's yeah. higher. Mine's higher. Steve, uh, James, what's your six? My six is definitely higher. Is a Star is Born. It's higher. Yeah, it's higher as well. Uh, Steve, six. My six is Ready Player One. That's not on my list. It's not on my list. No, I list. love it though. It was yeah, my number one most anticipated of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah it didn't make my list it, it got knocked off for fi- a little, quite a while ago to be fair but I honestly loved this film I loved the book I think Spielberg knocked it out it felt like Spielberg magic it was just a real fun time I just think there's a lot stronger this year hmm. but I really really love this movie yeah it's, it's, just a, it's a great ride from start to finish and if you're a fan of like, video games and like you know retro films and that you you get the references. They they know there's a lot of things. I think they did the whole shit bit. The Shining was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's how they did an adaptation correctly. They didn't yeah. they didn't just tell the same story. Of the, well, they, they told the same story of the book. They didn't just tell it the if, way it was told in the book. Yeah. Basically, and yeah. that's that's the, the benefit of that is firstly the book was written by a screenwriter. Secondly, the screenwriter who adapted the book is the same screenwriter it's the same yeah, guy exactly. so he just sort of rewrote the same story yeah. for a film yeah. and I think that's I thought that was really clever obviously the book's miles better just because they get to do so much more and the easter eggs are just better I think but the, the heart of the book is still but in the, the heart of the book is still yeah. there and it yeah. still feels like a fun magic Spielberg film and yeah. I think he's needed that I think I think BFG was a bit of a miss whenever he's tried yeah. to do those sorts of films it's not worked out for him as much as he no. would probably like so I think this was a real real hit for him hmm. The only yeah. thing oh, I really wish there was a John Williams score in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one that thing I made, think was really missing. Um, other than that, I thought it was fantastic. Mm. I, I, I first because I saw it twice in the cinema. I saw it first uh, with you. We guys. saw that at the same time without yeah. knowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I turned <laughs> up with my girlfriend and Stephen James was sitting there. We sat right in front of him. It was yeah, really strange. <laughs> and do you remember what I was eating while I, while I was watching it? Easter egg. I was eating an Easter egg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because <laughs> I made a joke about. Why is actually doing it? Um, I, I then saw it a second time when I managed to see it in 4DX, which I really recommended. I bet. Um, I bet that was great. That was 40X. the best film that I've seen in 4DX. What is 4DX for people that don't have it? Um, so like you, it's a 4D experience. So the chairs move. You kind of get water sprayed at you. Guess um, guess what I'm I'm gonna see in 4DX. Aquaman. Mary Poppins. Um, are you Mary Poppins? Yeah. In 4DX. Mary. Yeah. Poppins. Some of those. 
song numbers the that I'm going to be yeah. dancing with them. Some of the animated yeah, stuff. I think that's going to be a real I ride. Work. I think that's going to be great. But 40 has really enhanced that film for me. Um, but it's like you guys have already said, it's like it's a really good time. Have you read the book? I haven't read the book. I've listened to the audio book, which I listened to that after. I've done both. <laughs> well, I listened to after the film. Um, and like, I completely agree with what you said. It's a great adaptation of it. And a lot of credit to the... Uh, I can't remember the nice name. If you said it, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's him." But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. But it's Clive. just I look like Ernest Klein. That's Klein. him. Yeah. Oh, no, I did it. A lot of credit you, to him. Tell me your tongue. You got it there. <laughs> and that Spielberg magic really does help it. Like bring. Just, I don't know. It it's just the fight at the end was like. like Oh, I, d- I don't think it would have worked with anyone else. Iron Giant, you got Gundam suits. No, it would have. Do you know my dream car, my dream director for that film was? Because I wanted it years ago. Is it Matthew mm. Vaughan? Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright would, yeah. Edgar Wright yeah. would have crushed that. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- yeah. That's where I always wanted to do Scott it. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, what was that? Your six? Yeah. Six. My six, again, might be higher. Mission Impossible Fallout. It's not on my list. Well, we may as well talk about it now because it's my list. Your five. five. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's good, isn't it? It's so good. <laughs> I rewatched it the other day. I mean, Steve won't like it. Doesn't like sequels, but <laughs> every single Mission Impossible film, bar the second one, has been better than the last. And I don't know. I keep thinking like, well, that's gonna end now. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like th- you know, one, whatever, three. Okay, they made it better than one. That's good. Obviously, it's gonna be better than two. And then like goes protocol. You're like, oh, well, it was better than three. Good. And then like they just kept on doing it, and and here we are again. I'm still. I was just shocked. I walked out and I thought, "That's the best one. That's the best Mission like, Impossible film." Again, I didn't. I didn't think so when I watched it the first time. But maybe it was like midnight and like I was really tired. Um, but then I've rewatched it so many times since. It's got a great rewatchability about it. Yeah, well, firstly, it, Mission Impossible films kind of the same way Fast and Furious has fallen into that way. Yeah. It feels like a genre unto itself. Yeah. So it it sort of hit everything I wanted a, a Mission Impossible film to hit. Yeah. Uh, you know the set pieces were great. Tom Cruise is like Tom as Cruise good as ever in it. Yeah. It's probably got some of my favourite set pieces in there. Yeah, it's those set pieces. Like, like the helicopter fight at the end is like one of my favourites. Um, yeah, that, that I, I remember. I was seeing the trailer. I was a bit worried about it. Just that it would have perhaps too much action scenes in it. It would be too focused on those. But doesn't feel overstuffed. No, yeah, they all lead to each other nicely. Uh, Cavill's really a Cavill really good addition great. to it. Yeah, uh, Baldwin's great. Everyone, everyone's great. Wasn't enough Simon Pegg for me if I was to critique it. No, but I feel like I he, they, him and Ving Rhames slipped a little uh, bit. No, in I that. think they give a little bit more to Ving Rhames than they had in the last couple. But I think that, Rebecca that Ferguson is fantastic. Yeah, I kind of want to just take over the franchise when Tom Cruise is done with it. I think they perhaps give, gave a smaller role to Simon Pegg because he had quite a big role in the last one. So I think it's just a little bit way of sitting back for him. But like Chris McQuarrie and Tom Cruise, what together. pairing? What a pairing? What a pairing. That like, I don't love Top Gun. I love Top Gun. But great. knowing that Chris McQuarrie is doing it, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I'm I down. mean, I would much prefer Tony Scott to do it. May he rest in peace. Yeah, mm. but yeah, that that's my number five. And like to be fifth, like looking back on some of the films that for me it's overtaken. Like, yeah, did you see it, Steve? No, no, I, I missed it during the yeah, summer. Have you seen the others? You seen yeah, all up to date? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's a date with it. I, I do actually love the franchise. Yeah, I also recommend on the Blu-ray has got. a commentary with Chris McQuarrie and Tom Cruise and it's really great to listen to best commentary I've ever listened to is um, Starship Troopers with Paul Verhoeven just because he's mad and he has some of the best stories from that, from that. <laughs> the four he Ragnarok is... one with Taika Waititi is pretty great really he just gets so sidetracked 
<laughs> there's this there's a scene in Starship Troopers where they they all have to be naked in like a co-ed shower, mm. and all of the actors refuse to do it unless Paul Verhoeven directed it naked. So he directed <laughs> it naked. <laughs> um, Steve, what's your five? Number five for me is The Star Is Born. It's higher on one. It's higher. It's higher. So my number five is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Mm. Seen it? No, no. It's also on my my Netflix. Yes. List. You've seen it now, haven't you? I have Christmas. seen it now. I watched it because I knew that it was going to be on your list. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, like, we need to talk. So about you, it. you, you did your homework. I yeah. did my homework. Well done. But there's more because <laughs> just because you've gone. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed this on my top ten. Um, so I watched it I, I, again. I didn't love it. Maybe it's just the way I the storytelling it. was. I loved it. So for those who don't know, it's six short films essentially, all tied together by a theme uh, of death. So it's different ways. Sometimes it's you know, no spoilers. Sometimes it's someone dying and accepting death. Sometimes it's not being ready for death. Sometimes it's justice and death. Sometimes it's um, fighting against death. Sometimes it's unfair death. Sometimes it's literal, f- you know, characters that are dead and, you know, being ferried to the after. You know, it's, it's it does death in very different ways and it, it shows the harsh, you know, reality of death in, in the West. I think it mirrors that so, so well in so many different ways. It just shows how the Coen brothers, how good they are with characters. Mm. Because, because it's so short. And, and they, they have this ability. I, I can't think of many other directors or writers that have this ability to put you in a scene with as many as five characters and you know all of them so well within a conversation. So well. Like, you, you, could, you, could, you, you, know, you know these characters better than you spend whole films with some characters with. Mm. And, and they, they, are, they have been good at doing well, their, their whole careers they've been doing that. But in this film, it's really put to the test because it's of the structure and the format of the storytelling being so short. Uh, some characters don't speak a word of dialogue and you know everything about them. And, mm. you, you know, you feel like you you know their life completely. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a remarkable piece of work. I really, really do. Uh, I don't know. I just, for me, it's just, like some of the stories didn't work. Like some were better than others. Um, some of them just... To me, just didn't grab me as much as I wanted them to. So it's more of like a mixed bag for you than for, for me, story yeah. wise. Yeah, that? I mean, there's some really good ones. Like, there's what I really like the James Franco one. I like the Liam Neeson one. Like, I don't want to go too much into yeah. them just so people. I'd be in, really yeah. interested to hear your thoughts, Steve. Yeah, so, so check it out soon. I'll be seeing it soon because I love the Coen Brothers. What's your, what's your number four, James? My number four is Avengers: Infinity War. Wow, not on my list. Steve, on your list? Yeah, higher, higher though. Higher. higher? Okay, yeah. yeah, a lot higher. What's uh, your four? For, uh, four for me is first Infinity War. Oh. <laughs> first man. <laughs> first man. First man. Yeah. Um, I suppose we can talk about it. it's my four too. Oh, nice one. Cool. Cool. It was my eight. <laughs> was your eight? Was it? Yeah, you're quite a lot higher. It's a bit of a difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really, really good, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Coming in. From it was. It was. Uh, I think what they did right is that it wasn't like a formulaic biopic and it wasn't a formulaic telling of this story. It was a real character study yeah, of someone so who just happens personal. to be real. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really personal, and I came in, come, kind of came into not knowing enough about Neil Armstrong. Obviously, you know yeah, that, you that go, was so strange. Like wasn't he it? goes to the moon, you, you know how you know that's going to happen. But him as a person and his family and him as a character, I didn't know anything about I, it. I, I think as, as like a meta level, it, it makes you think a lot about celebrity in general. In that, yeah. like you, you know, it, you say Neil Armstrong, seven out of ten people know that name. Mm. You know, eight out of ten people know what he did. You know, nine out of ten people. Think it's cyclist yeah, from Tour de France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but I, I think it, this film taught me a lot individually that you know, whatever you may know about what these people did, you don't know who these people are. And and this film yeah. really showed me who he was. And it was such a fascinating story. Aside from everything that he conquered, you know, just the stuff with his with his 
his personal life, yeah. his daughter and his family and his general. friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, loses. It's, it's crazy. It, 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 it was such an interesting film, and and Ryan Gosling crushed. He was so good in yeah. this. I think he's going to get a little bit buried this Oscar yeah. season. Uh, I think this film opened a little underwhelmingly. I think yeah. that's going to hurt it a lot. Same with mm. Damien Chazelle. Uh, although he, you know, he won Best Director uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so I, I think I think that the Academy likes to, you know, mix it up sometimes. So I mean, it's not high, as high for me. I think it, like, it's just as time gone on. Like, I feel like it's been a bit forgettable, like compared to other films, which is. Um, Justin Herbert's score is fantastic as well. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's some. Yeah, the score I really liked. Uh, the cinematography of it I thought was great. Um, again, touching on ballad visual effects, I thought was, was great, were phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you'll get some point, noms yeah. for those. But as and Ryan Gosling is great, but for me it was just a, li- a little bit forgettable. As well. I wanted to touch too long, I think. Huh. But that doesn't take anything. Like it's still really good. Like it's still in my top ten. I think if I'm nominating it for one thing, it's the score. Yes, yeah, no, I, d- I yeah. completely agree with that. Yeah. Okay. What's your What's your three? My uh, number three is a quiet place. Same. Uh, oh well. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was my seven. That was your seven. This film was like I was. I've never been so on the edge of my seat for the entire like runtime of a film. Mm. Like I was just glued to it, and then like after that last moment, I literally like had the biggest sigh of relief, like because I could finally breathe. It's so amazing, and I get. A lot of credit to John Krasinski. Yeah, Emily Blunt's great in it as well. Yeah, Emily Blunt is fantastic. Uh, I think and the kids, all of them. All yeah, of, all like, of them, like, even if the child actors are really good. The sound is incredible. Yeah, the use of yeah it really is. Editing and mixing is both really good. It's kind of had that get out thing as well, where yeah, it just came out of like February and it's just say, survived yeah. the year. What do you prefer? Um, I think Get Out is probably better. I think Quiet Place has a little bit more rewatchability. Okay. Hmm. Steve, what do you prefer? I always go for A Quiet Place that's okay. just down to personal taste but yeah a, a Quiet Place I think it's one of those films that you need to catch in the cinema yeah, if, you, if, if you watch it at home on the sofa chilling out you know we're drinking that you're not going to get the same experience yeah. that's yeah. how I saw it and I had a great experience oh really okay. yeah, I had yeah. a really really good experience I just feel like you need, to, you need to be in a massive big dark cinema surround sound mm. even a dark I, room in a sound bar <laughs> that kind of counts even though I, when I saw it there was only about 10 people in the screening but all of us were still on the edge of our seats and like yeah. I said you're holding your breath all the time I, I haven't seen such a tense film in a long yeah. time I, and, and I think that goes down to the well. sound and like it definitely deserves those noms that oh, yeah. the, the, that it's the, get. the directing and the writing in that film is, yeah. is real is really you know and considering John Krasinski is, uh, like came out and said that he doesn't like horror like but I think that's perfect reason as to why he's a or great dick. director. <laughs> <laughs> he's just showing off. But like horror, I've just made a really good horror film. Yeah, though, so. not film. Like, it's already <laughs> like a sequel has already like been greenlit and is going to be on its way. I can't wait. Like, and like, I don't know when that's going to be. Steve hates sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah Steve would like it. Yeah, see, for me, it's a prime example. It's a film that doesn't need a sequel. I don't no, need a sequel I, don't, I, I completely agree. Yeah, you don't, you don't know it. until it comes out. I, I, it, it depends. What you could do if you can watch The Godfather and say well, that film does not need a sequel, and then they make The Godfather too. It depends if they do it. If, if they do it, obviously different characters, the same yeah, universe, I think, I think that's gonna, have it set in, like, like in the UK, for example. I think that's exactly what then it's going to be. John I'll, Krasinski has already come out and said it's not going to be a normal type of sequel. Yeah. So I think it will be like exploring different parts of the world. Like, I'll, I'll watch it because I, I love John Krasinski because obviously yeah. Jim Office, Office. massive ties to it. Um, yeah. Steve is just a huge Jack Ryan fan. <laughs> no, I, I need to watch Jack Ryan. Yeah, I need, I need to watch good. it. I need to watch yeah, it. Yeah. For me, he's all, um, Jim and Pam and that. The offices. So what was that? Your three? That was my three. Both your threes. My, yeah, so my, my three was Widows. Widows. Interesting. Have you seen it? Uh, no. You missed that one. That was my ten. Your ten. Okay. So it was quite a lot higher. Yeah, I love this movie. I love this film. I was kind of... I, I did have high uh, expectations for it. I was kind of expecting like the next Heat 
but it wasn't the next heat. But to be fair, heats are amazing. Like it's not going to be heat. Um, but what this film was, it was a really interesting uh, divergence from what um, typical films in this genre are. It was a different heist film. The, the characters, each of them, were strong um, and unique. Um, the directing was tight, I thought, and I thought it was a really like great spin on like everything. I, I loved, I loved the characters, good and bad, in it. I mean, there's like a couple like. For me, like the reason it's not higher again, like the same old reason as to why like, there's just been better stuff. Um, I wasn't that excited going into it. The trailers didn't like get, grab me that much. Um, Viola Davis was great though. She's like, the whole of the cast was actually great. She's not, the, st- the story I love, Gillian Flynn of, of yeah. Gone Girl acclaim. Yeah, I mean it's, but I, I don't know. I felt like there's just something I needed something else for it to be higher to push it beyond because I think I gave it like Robert Duvall was excellent in it as well speaking of The Godfather mm-hmm. he was incredible in it but I, I don't know yeah I don't know what it is but I just felt like there was something missing Colin Farrell yeah Colin Farrell's pretty great it's a fantastic it's cast all of them, all of them Farrell. delivering yeah go on what's your, what's your two my number two is Black Klansman not on my list it's on my list because I haven't seen it but it's oh. on my to watch list I've got a few films this I need was to watch this was I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> I feel like I've come to this table with not much. It's all right. So the, like, like, so, so soon we'll be doing our uh, 2019 preview, so none of us have seen any of those no, things. Oh, great. Me, I've they're at a week or level. <laughs> like, for, this was just one of, like, it was my number one for quite a while until recently when the film took over, which I think we all know. Benji. Yep. Um, but it's so, like, I... The comedy, the whole cast is fantastic. Like, the can whole you guys do me a favour and watch Benji so we can like we'll talk about? We'll, we'll I want to do a review. Benji review. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It, I think, like, as we look at other stuff, like compared to this year, I, it just had more going for it. I think than other, like when I look at A Quiet Place, Infinity War, for like the ones just below it for me. I think the whole cast was great. I thought Adam Driver was phenomenal. He was really good in that. I really want him to get a nom. I, I think he will get a nom for it. Do you think? You think? I think he will. I think he was outstanding. Like he's an outstanding actor, but I don't know. For me, I think I might get a supporting. What's nom um for Washington's name? I can't think. That's why I didn't say. <laughs> David Washington. I think it might be David. I think it's David Washington. He was really he good. Was I, I really thought he good. was the better part. Were, I thought he was the better actor. I thought Topher Grace was great as well. Topher Grace is fun, and he had he had a good time. He had a good time. He had a good time. Um, like, gross racist. Spike Lee was it was Spike Lee, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spike um, Jones. Yeah, that's what that's what like panicked. I was like, wait a second. Um, but I don't know. For me, it was just all round really solid, and I don't know. It, comedy is great and it, like there's such great uh, such a poignant timing of it as well yeah yeah and the the, the ending is the is some of the most powerful stuff yeah. i think i think for me i think we've had this conversation but I, th- I think for me a lot of the politics surrounding everything else around the film yeah. and spike lee really really clouded my judgment of yeah. it you know the fact that he changes a lot. i mean there's always changes tell yep. the truth not the facts mm. but uh, so, so some but some of the changes when you associate it with spike lee's sort of history it, it becomes a little bit um suspect i think i think a lot of the the way they relate to um the police and the police's relationship with african americans particularly mm. when talking about civil rights and Spike Lee's personal history being paid by the police to make propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> I think it it's it's worrisome to say the least. And I think that sort of stuff um kind of affected my 
yeah. perception of the film a little bit that might have what, what actually knocked it out of my top 10 yeah. uh, I enjoyed it I mean I didn't know much of that going into it so like again that might have been the difference as to why it our is, levels is concerning isn't it yeah but I don't know to me it still doesn't really take away from the film sure. itself like I can look at art by itself I think yeah it just feels like less like art more like, more yeah, like an no, advert I completely, I completely see where you come from and but like Steve like, where are you at with Black Lionsman how like are you excited to watch it I only started to watch it. Um, I think I saw the trailer go like months and months ago. Mm. I've only seen this like a little snippet of it. Mm, it's um, fantastic. Isn't the kind of the premise? Isn't there like a basically a, a black guy who joins the police force and he tries to trick? Yeah. The KKK. He joins yeah. the KKK. Yeah. yeah and yeah. is it him and um, Adam Driver's Adam like Driver the, is like the the physical physical kind of like embodiment of, of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the guy that's playing. Yeah, I, I agree. We said about Spike Lee. Obviously, you know his history is a little bit clouded. Yeah. To some points, so I, I think I want to go in watching that with that in the back of my mind but like you said James as well you can sometimes view art independently yeah, I mean, it's to, still to a point you know great and I think that powerful message at the end was really why I think it, what, what really drove sure. home and to uh, me uh, that, uh, like that this high I think, I think I think separating art from artists is a hugely important thing yeah. um, but I, th- I think the problem for me is the, the art is the the problem? Yeah, is the the it's, it's not just like what he's done in his past and then what he's doing now and then just separate it's, that. It's all linked. It's, it's the fact anyway, that he's yeah. making a film sort of pro police in regards to civil rights, given his history with the police paying him to make pro police. It, it just seems very it's clouded, dodgy yeah. to me. It seems a bit yeah, dodgy. Yeah. It's clouded. It's not. You know. Yeah, it's still a great film, and I, I recommend che- checking it out if you haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, Steve, side. You're number two. Number two, uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. So it's four um, for me. It's four. Okay. Yeah, I, d- I went in excited for it. It's what I wanted to see. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. Like, I'm a, I'm a massive Marvel fan. Yeah. I love the MCU, the comics, love it, everything Marvel. Um, we're going to Infinity War. Massive big expectations. I feel like they hit most of that. Yeah. I'm excited to see if they hit my very expectations. In, yeah. In Endgame, let's say Avengers Four, yeah. but in Endgame. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um. It balances the amount of characters in like a right way. Everyone gets a bit of screen time. Mm. It's not. It's I kind of. It's equally kind of weighted. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember I love we going well. to that midnight screening, and like, as soon as the like after that snap happens, and like the film just ends, you're like, what? what, what? And yeah. there comes my problem with it: the okay. fact that the, the title of the film is Infinity War. And the Russell Brothers came out and said it wasn't going to be Infinity War, Infinity War Part 1. It was going to stand alone. It was going to have an ending. It wasn't going to be like a, you know, oh, what's going to happen? Like, and they did exactly that. But I, th- I, think, I think if in a, well in advance they say, look, we're changing the title. It's not going to be Part 1, but it's still going to be like half a film, essentially. I would have been way more okay with it, but they didn't do that. So they weighed my expectations expecting a complete beginning, middle, and end. I mean, Civil War is you know a sequel to a film and it fits as a puzzle piece into a larger universe hmm. but it has a beginning middle and end it has a complete resolution whereas Infinity War didn't do that and therefore it made me it, well it frustrated the hell out of me it made me feel like they, they've not been forth, you know, forthcoming I mean Empire Strikes Back has a bit of a cliffhanger ending but it still kind of resolves itself um, I, I think the more, it, it felt more like a Hunger Gamesy sort of ending, you know, a, a Harry Potter, you know, part one part ending. One kind of and if they yeah. called it that, I would have been okay. Uh, you know, I would have been frustrated that you can't just tell a film in that amount of time. But I would have been, I would have come to terms with it. I would have had those expectations going in there. I would have known, okay, this is part one. It's going to end halfway through. You know, but, you know, an act. And it did. It 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 didn't do that. It, it, they said it was Infinity Wars. They said it was going to stand alone, and it didn't. But for it me, I end. think that kind of like was part of the reason like why it worked on. 
for me because I had those expectations that it was going to be that one film and then for it just to end like that to me it wasn't a letdown it's not more. good storytelling yeah. to me like I, can, I, I completely that's, that's a, that's a cheap that. trick but yeah I guess but like that as like a fan like of these characters 20 or 20 movies after right, Ant-Man and the Wasp like that we're now in this universe I'm mm. so invested in all these characters and like like if you can nearly make me cry at a film like it's, it's rare for you to cry at any film yeah Spider-Man. yeah same but what about if, <laughs> what about if, if you saw the snap in Endgame so what if Infinity War it had somewhat of a, of a resolution to it and then they do Endgame I think if they if they played if, if they made it more two distinct films and they played it more that you know it kind of ends with Thanos finally getting the stone with the Gamora thing there or if it kind of ends with Thor finally getting the weapon or something that feels like this is what we've achieved oh, oh, okay, so, so that feels like we've come to an end of this story and now we go to the next story whereas that it was kind of like okay major act three thing happening oh my god people are done what's going on and then just like okay yeah see you next time obviously you're going to come back like it feels yeah. like a cheap marketing trick well, more than a storytelling well, so would you be more happy what if for Thanos gets all the stones he arrives on earth and the film ends after that so he's there he's on earth the final battle will be part two would you be potentially, happy potentially, yeah. it, it, it depends how they play that because that, that, that still feels like you're yeah. setting up, setting up, setting up, and then not delivering. Yeah. Whereas that's what they did: set up, set up, set up, and not deliver. If you set, like, think about Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. Mm. You know, we still know that Frodo's got, a, you know, got a job to do, and he doesn't do it in the Two Towers. But they set up the Battle of Helm's Deep. They have a large confrontation, and then it resolves itself. And then that, that, that to me, is a good, is a good sequel and a good. You know, it's a tough one. It's the middle one yeah. because it tells a story within itself while it's still you know, contained, but it's still while, while you know referencing things from before, yeah. finishing from after. Yeah. But it's still you know, it's it's a difference of like imagine a large arc, like you say, hmm. for, for a story. But it, it's kind of like with the three Lord of the Rings films, it creates like a perfect like M. Yeah, see what I mean. Whereas whereas Infinity War, I feel like yeah. they've taken an arc and they've just put a stop halfway through it, so you get in the upcoming yeah. getting the resolution that's the big problem for me that's why it doesn't rank as highly for me I did thoroughly enjoy it and I think like I said if they changed the way they weighed the expectations it's the way they handled it really mm-hmm. because I, you know I've seen those part one films part two films sometimes they work sometimes they don't I think I think the problem is getting out in front of it and addressing what it is I think the way they dressed it up and stuff and the way they set my expectations away from that and then still did that that sort of bothered me a lot so that's where most of my problems with it come from okay yeah 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 <laughs> Number no, one? No, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Should, should we do it have at the same time? Have we done your number two? Oh, Star is Born. There we go. Yeah. We Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star is Born. It's good, isn't it? Oh, it's really I've good. only seen two of them, so it's obviously a remake, but I hear they're all very distinct, very different, very of the time as well, they're Kind of, which is nice. I like the little yeah. time capsule because stardom does change and, and mm. the industry does always change oh, dramatically. Yeah, Maybe we'll get a YouTuber one. Mate. <laughs> She's a vlogger. Oh, God. Do you want to collab? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh my god that's horrible but, <laughs> but, that. but Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga phenomenal yeah. in this Bradley Cooper's the better part for me yep yeah. I agree I, th- I think I think Lady Gaga's obviously a very gifted performer I think she did really well in this film so for, for her to even be in the conversation of Oscars when she's you know yeah. it's not her medium I think is a fantastic achievement oh compared to like 10 years ago is where she were but to yeah, yeah p- exactly. p- p- poker face to and the weird to meat that. dresses it's something yeah. she's like a yeah well, an whereas Bradley Cooper who directed this as well I think he originally got wind of it when Clint Eastwood was going to direct it yeah mm-hmm. um, which again I would have seen that I, yeah. I, I think that would have been a good shout because he was in Grand Trina wasn't he Bradley Cooper was no it? American Sniper American Sniper yeah American oh. Sniper Clint Eastwood Clint Eastwood oh yeah I'm getting confused yeah yeah. Grand Torino's 
Uh, oh, sorry, the audio went a bit funny yeah. there. It went a bit sci-fi. Ooh. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, but yeah, this film was was gripping and interesting. Mm. I think I think we all thought, saw the ending coming, but I don't think yeah. that mattered. I think I think no. I think it was about the journey, not the it's destination. It's the big foreshadowing with a massive noose. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, the, 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 uh, I didn't even a, notice that. Yeah, yeah, I noticed it, but I think there's a few different times you sort of see it really coming, it's especially like, when you see the stories. But Sam Elliott. He, he I think great. he's going to get nominated for best supporting because he was phenomenal in yeah. this film. Mm. Um, he's kind of always good and kind of underappreciated yeah, exactly. a little bit. But yeah. um, I, I loved, loved, loved this movie. A I, great I, soundtrack I, as well. The, the, the yeah. first thing I did when I came out of it was book to see it again. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it and I've recommended it to so many people because... Uh, us all being film fans I'm sure you get it all the time people always ask you for film recommendations if they're not yeah. massive film fans yeah. mm. this was one I was I would confidently approach people and say you need to see this because you'll enjoy this and so many pe- different people with different tastes I've, I've recommended it to mm. and all those people have thoroughly enjoyed it so it really does have a universal appeal it did quite well in the box office stayed it hung in there for a very very long time yeah. um I just think this is kind of an all four quadrants film. It's kind of done everything it needed to do. I think the performances were amazing, directing amazing, soundtrack amazing. I think it's just a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic yeah, five out of five. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I mean, the only reason it's not higher for me is a probably rewatchability. Where was it on yours? It was six for me. Six. Where was it on yours? Uh, five. Five. Okay. But like again, like I completely echo everything you said. Like great performances. Bradley Cooper is phenomenal. Uh, great soundtrack everything it's going to get Oscars I have no doubt about it Brady Cooper or Rami Malek Brady Cooper it's so close I I wouldn't want to call that I'm telling you to (laughs) right now on the Um, spot I'd give it to Malek I think really I think I'd go go Cooper it's extremely close I think it's the original character thing that does it for me yeah I think if you ask me tomorrow I might say Cooper I will I'll ask you tomorrow (laughs) Um, so number ones should we do it at the same time? I feel like we've got the same one. Three, two, one. one. Benji. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> John English. Sp- Sp- Spider-Verse, 100% yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, oh. we've just done a review of it. But yeah. is that okay? The review, uh, is that up? the review is coming, basically just some audio issues. So I'm, I've, I've got Salvageable? my... Hmm? Salvageable? Hopefully. <laughs> no, it's a no, hopefully. We're doing like a quick... Like, for it's it's, it's using microphones here, so I'm trying to fix them at the moment. It's coming. This film is like not only like the best Spider-Man film, which in a, is which it in is. itself is a feat itself, considering like Spider-Man Two, yep. like a lot of people love Spider-Man Homecoming, um, but like the character of Miles Morales is really interesting and like such a great character to introduce. The animation I love, I know like, a lot of people aren't massive fan for the most part I love it there's just a couple of things in it that it doesn't work that, yeah it doesn't work for me there's a couple of times I'm yeah. like that's not that's not great but for the most part the style of it is it's, yeah, it's incredible I love it and it gets the, it's got the right balance of funny moments and emotional moments as well it's such a complicated concept yeah. that they make so simple and so yeah. palatable and so you know consumable to everyone it's yeah, genius it's got an, an origin that. story and also you've got Spider-Verse which in itself is a massive event put into kind of one they, yeah. they oh Nicolas Cage can Nicolas we just Cage take a second great, yeah. for how good he is in this the war is fantastic but yeah but that kind of leads into what I, I want to say as well different characters different visual styles but they still come together mm. and they still work yeah. like having Noir and then Spider picking the same scene together shouldn't an work an anime an anime Penny yeah. Barker they made me like anime but guys they, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, they work together so much and um, no spoilers, but 
I've said this in the review if, if it ever gets released um, this film made me experience an emotion I didn't know mm. was humanly possible <laughs> in that you know I've, I've had tears of sadness before I've had tears of joy before never have I experienced tears of sadness like at the same time as hysteric laughter so I was so kind of sad at something and something you know, really upset me and you know made me feel and there was mm. tears flowing down my cheeks um, yeah, at the same time oh, that happens a lot at the same time didn't happen in Aquaman at the same time I was hysterically laughing mm. hysterically laughing at the whole situation it was such a surreal experience and th- this film really put me through the spectrum of emotion yeah just the jokes the character, you know, characterization it, it's, it's spot on Cause I've been following the film for like a number of years I think it was first kind of rumoured I think coming out of D23 which was like Disney, oh, Disney while conference ago. and I think it was just after Amazing Spider-Man 2 and it's basically just oh Sony's doing an animated Spider-Man film I was like okay yes, you know whatever it's mm. going to bomb Sony Spider-Man not going to like it and obviously that added Morales into it okay yeah, yeah. I like Miles Morales and then Spider-Verse and it, I don't know it's kind of like a jigsaw it kind of added up and the more yeah. and more that mm. months passed by the soundtrack it just all came together in the end this yeah. amazing package I think, I think I think Phil Lord had a big oh, well yeah. and Chris Miller together but it was just Phil Lord that wrote it wasn't it this is that brand of comedy and humour that everyone and can kind of yeah, it, kind of gets it was so so good and they've obviously got history and animation with Cloudy of Chats Meatballs yeah. Lego movie yeah um I can't wait for more. Yeah, because yeah. really we, we saw it early. It comes out today. I'll probably watch it again in the cinema once or once or twice. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I love it. Yeah. But okay, that's it. That's that, that's, that's, that's 2018. 2018 in a nutshell. Yeah, go see Spider Verse. It's been a good year. I mean, obviously, obviously, this will be kind of I guess updated when we talk about our favorite Oscar films because I mean, chances are they could all replace my. They could replace every one of the top ten. Who knows? Who really knows? Yeah, I'm sure mine will change as well. See, I didn't see Annihilation, Teen Titans Go. Black Handsman, Mission Impossible. So I've got a few to. Yeah, to all watch. of them could be in there. All, so, of, all so, of them really could I mean, be in so there. So mine might change as well. But uh, yeah, it's really I think you're going to love. I, I think you're going to love Crazy Rich Agents, and Benji yeah. oh, could and be on both well, your yeah. lists. Crazy and, and, Rich and Buster Scruggs. So uh, I've, I've got a. But I think you'll like Buster Scruggs too. A weekend when I'm watching films, get covered up in my pajamas. This weekend, watch watch Benji first. Benji first. Okay, top of the list, Benji. We'll do a live watch along one day. <laughs> we'll do our commentary, live commentary Benji. Benji. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, well, that's the show, guys. That's um, 2018 in review. Uh, make sure to tune in to our 2019 preview show where we talk about everything we're anticipating. Um, you know, stay uh, looking at the network on iTunes and Spotify for our In Case You Missed It every week. Mm-hmm. Going through the latest trailers and headlines and box office and all that fun stuff. Um, and we've got reviews coming as and when. Uh, Oscar 1's coming up there should be good reviews mm, yeah. um, but most importantly next year look forward to uh, our upcoming show sequel the podcast a movie hosted by me sequel a podcast the movie I can't remember. sequel the movie a podcast well, yeah, well, there it, you anyway go. it's coming <laughs> it's a exciting time for film and also it's a exciting time for us as well as a podcast because it'll be our, our first kind of big year full year for us to do some you know, fun and exciting things so stay, stay tuned to that stay tuned everyone thank you thank See you for listening bye, bye. bye. tell a friend <laughs>